This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Veterans Affairs Department has admitted it doesn't quite have coronavirus testing available for employees as it previously said it did. VA offered some clarity on how it's been handling its pandemic response, though, in recent months. Congress agrees. VA's responses have been relatively smooth, despite some challenges with personal protective equipment and testing for employees. VA now says it's fully expecting a second potential wave of that virus down the road, and that's brought some budget implications for VA. Tying this all together, Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Department of Veterans Affairs has said employees who have coronavirus symptoms or wanted a test had access to on-demand screening. VA told House appropriators that exactly a week ago. But employees and members of Congress have still seen inconsistencies. John Tester is the ranking member of the Senate VA committee. We're not hearing that. We're not hearing that from the folks on the ground. We're still hearing that they're not being tested. Could you shed some light on that as to what the heck's going on? Richard Stone is the executive in charge of the Veterans Health Administration. You are exactly right. We're not there yet. Although we've tested over 12 percent of our employees and it is our intent to have on-demand testing for all of our employees, we're not there yet. Most of that relates not to the machines that we need. We have the ability to do 60,000 tests a week uh, on our machines. It is the availability of cartridges that go into that from the various vendors and the availability of swabs. VA had told its employees that it would implement on-demand testing, but... Simply when we issued the guidance to go to on-demand testing for our employees, we ran out of swabs in a, uh, because of some problems with UPS shipping. And uh, that was a national problem with the crashing of UPS systems for a weekend. We have now recovered from that. Right now, we have about 60,000 tests available, but we do not have the ability to institute on-demand testing from our employees, but it is our intent to get there. The latest public data from VA shows 97 active coronavirus cases among employees. 33 employees have died from complications due to the virus. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie. Thousands of VA employees have put themselves in harm's way. Um, I think they, well, I don't think they deserve uh, the thanks of, of the American people. Uh, we've opened our hospitals. We have sent people uh, into extremely dangerous situations. They've responded magnificently. And one of the things I would add is that we actually have a lower absentee rate and a lower leave request rate this year than we did last year uh, because people have responded to the call to duty as they always do. And I'm very proud to be part of their family. Members on the Senate VA committee were relatively congratulatory of the department for its pandemic response. VA has hired over 10,000 new employees in five to six weeks. The department has or is helping 47 states and territories with their own pandemic response. VA deployed nearly 300 employees to help lend expertise to community nursing homes, and others went to help out at state-run veterans' nursing homes. VA's pandemic response has gone, all things considered, relatively smoothly because the department overhauled its hiring and onboarding process. It rethought its supply chain and logistics response. Wilkie reiterated again this week VA employees have turned on a dime to adapt and respond with agility. But things are also going relatively well because the pandemic hit far fewer veterans than the department initially projected. Here's Wilkie. The one silver lining in what has happened is that when I first started talking to you and talking to the chairman, we were projecting hundreds of thousands of veterans 
uh, being infected with this virus. We have mercifully been spared those numbers. Of the nine and a half million veterans we serve, 12,300 have been infected. VA got $19.6 billion in emergency supplemental funding from Congress under the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. To date, the department has only spent about a billion of that on medical services during the pandemic. Here's Stone. And we began this whole thing when we built the budget and for this, anticipating that 2 to 3 percent of the population would be infected. We're dealing with a fraction of that. Frankly, we're dealing with a tenth of that. Secondly, what VA must be concerned about is its ability to take care of sick people. About 20% of the positives are really sick. Do we have enough beds? Do we have enough equipment? Do we have enough personnel to care for them? Hence the reconfiguration of the VA's delivery system to grow by almost 4,000 beds as we went through this and the hiring of massive numbers of, of people and the reconfiguration and retraining of ambulatory nurses and providers to provide care and support for the less ill so our critical care providers can care for that. The VA is well positioned to remain the backstop of the American healthcare system. It's not often that VA is in the situation where it's overpredicted how much funding it'll need from Congress. Still, VA wants to hold on to that extra funding. It is anticipating a coronavirus rebound in the fall. Here's Stone again. Now, what we've seen across this nation is this slow background of cases, not in rapid spikes like we saw earlier in the in the disease in late February, early March, where we saw these huge spikes. We've seen this slow background, and we anticipate having about 600 patients as inpatients for COVID right through the fall. The question will be, Will this repeat the activity of summer to fall 1918, where wave two is much more malignant? Meantime, VA is stockpiling personal protective equipment at agency-owned logistics centers to prepare. VA also says the emergency supplemental funding will serve another critical role for the department as it begins to slowly reopen more of its facilities and resume more normal operations. Some VA initiatives and in-person services, like claim and pension exams for veterans, stopped in early April. The Veterans Benefits Administration now has a backlog of 119,000 CNP exams, and it'll need additional funding to pay for overtime to VBA employees to reduce that backlog. John Rachowski is VA's chief financial officer. We did not get uh, all the right money in all the right places. We do have a, a real need to move some of that uh, CARES money into VBA, not a large amount, some into NCA, and some flexibility for IT as well. Those are three areas where we're going to be short. Other than that, I think we have adequate flexibility. I think the 21 budget is adequate, but we didn't know this when when we started. It's not all in the right places, but it's not bad. Other VA initiatives have also been on hold during the pandemic, but their future is less clear. Ranking member Tester. What we got done so far, if we got value for the money we've spent, And what kind of timeline really are we on here to get this up and going? And is it going to be user-friendly enough where we don't have to spend send doctors and nurses to training for, you know, a month to be able to get them to be able to understand how to use the damn record when they should be treating patients? And here's Wilkie. We are going to be going live on the scheduling portion in Columbus, Ohio. And then I expect that Spokane and then later Seattle will be up and running sometime later this year. 
You are correct that we took practitioners off, uh, off of the program to put them on the front lines. But we are in a position I don't think a lot of people thought we, we would be in. Nicole Grisco, Federal News Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.